This might be the best quarterback draft class in years, and we have huge franchises like Chicago, New England, and Washington with a ton on the line. My name is Craig Horlbeck, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Danny Heifetz. We cover trades, free agency, the draft, obviously, everything. We'll tell you all about which quarterbacks are going to be good, which quarterbacks are going to be bad, like Kenny Pickett, and if there's a diamond in the rough, like Brock Purdy. Follow us at the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. You know, it sounds good after a long day. Ice cream. I love ice cream. Right now is the perfect time to get some. Sonic has half price shakes every night after 7 p.m. when you order online or in the app. Just think of it. All that creamy, soft serve, hand mixed with your favorite flavors for half the price in any size. Listen, a lot of people like goofy shakes. I like vanilla shakes. You can throw 40 flavors at me. You know what I'm going to order? You know what I love the most? vanilla shakes. It's perfect because me and my family, at least once a week, we still all get ice cream together when we're together. Grab Sonic Half Price Shakes after 7 p.m. now. Exclusions apply. Available for a limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. The Rewatchables is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can find the Bill Simmons Podcast. You can find The Watch with Chris Ryan. You can find The Big Picture with Sean Fantasy. You can find House of R, our Ringerverse podcast with Mallory Rubin. The four of us were in Washington, D.C. two weeks ago, and we broke down one of the great pop culture movies of the last 30 years, Forrest Gump. Wow, is this fun. Wow, is Mallory on one. Uh, this is just a rollicking affair. We had such a good time. Thanks to everybody who came out in D.C. for the cold weather tour. Here it is, Forrest Gump. Paramount Pictures presents My name's Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. The story of a man Are you stupid or something? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. Who was good at just one thing. Life. Tom Hanks I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Forrest Gump, rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, July 6th at theaters everywhere. Outside in the cold. Over there is Chris Ryan. She has family in attendance. Yeah. The mother of dragons, Valerie Ribbon. Hello. The one, the only, Sean Fennessy. 
My name is Bill Simmons. We have three children of divorce up here, and Chris Ryan. <laughs> we should have done Kramer versus Kramer or uh, yeah. Marriage Story. Would that have been good? That's the encore. Marriage Story? Right, yeah. We'll do that maybe later. Yeah. Encore. Uh, we're here to talk Forrest Gump. Classic DC movie. Yeah. You all feel like this is a DC movie? We, we kind of cheated. No. <laughs> this movie is about America. All yeah. Right. yeah. It's America. We're um, going to relocate to Tuscaloosa at intermission. <laughs> this movie came out in 1994, and there was a backlash, then there was a frontlash. I think we're like midlash now. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean, complicated relationship with this movie. You're like me. Deep down, you love it. I do. Uh, you and I, we, we, we have talked about this movie before, and... Um, You're still getting over it. I, I'm, I'm coping, for those of you who've heard that episode. Uh, complicated for a variety of reasons, right? Really um, exciting, bold movie from a great filmmaker, but also came out the same year as, like, the movie that changed my life. Pulp Fiction was the... That was the movie that changed everything for me. But also, I watched Forrest Gump on a plane this week, and I was just bawling the whole time. <laughs> I cried, like, five times. I, I, this, it movie just touches me. CR? Uh, I think that this is the weirdest, biggest movie ever made. Like, I think that there's a world in which this movie is the room. You know, it's like... The scion of the KKK becomes an SEC kick returner and Vietnam War hero, and then invests in Apple. Yeah. Mal, what's your relationship with this movie? Because you love a good cry. Love a good cry. I watched this movie with my mom, who you'll be able to hear screaming throughout the evening. That's her. Yes. Uh, watched it when it first came out, and then many times I would say it was a mainstay in our household. You know, I love the American myth. I love college football. I love joining some of my closest friends and colleagues on stage in front of 850 people to talk about young Forrest prematurely ejaculating into... <laughs> Jenny's don't don't step on my corner. I have a whole bit. Come on. Yeah. Getting a blanket and everything. We're going yeah. to really do this. Yeah. I hope you guys like this kind of humor because it's all that anyone has prepared tonight. <laughs> um, Premier Magazine in 1994, of which I have a copy of, described this movie when it was coming out as a combination of being there meets Zelig in terms of endearment with a touch of world according to Garp. It's kind of accurate. Sounds amazing. Um, so it, we'll, we'll walk you through what happened, because I'm actually old enough to remember this. This movie comes out, and it becomes an absolute phenomenon. It's huge. But it's the same year as Pulp Fiction. And then it's the same year as Shawshank, which kind of creeps up and becomes this movie that everyone's like, hey, man, I saw Shawshank. That movie changed my life. And it was kind of word of mouth. And by the time we got to the Oscars, Forrest Gump was favored to win everything, and people were like, fuck that movie. <laughs> and that was the next 10 years of Forrest Gump, Sean. Yeah, I think because it was framed as a movie made by and for baby boomers. And it's the world, it's America in the second half of the 20th century as seen through the eyes of people who were young when these events were happening. As opposed to, if you were like me and you were 12, and you were like, I need to see a man stab Uma Thurman in the heart with a syringe. <laughs> now, that Somebody is America really to me. To do fiction on the rewatch <laughs> Do you remember the backlash, Chris? Yeah, because Pulp Fiction was cool, and this was for squares, and this was like a <laughs> double-disc 
Motown Boomer Cathedral soundtrack and Pulp Fiction was like all these incredible songs nobody had really heard before. But at the same time, over the course of time, when you get out of the context of it versus Shawshank or it versus Pulp Fiction, I think it does, it does take on a life of its own. I remember by like 1998, after I'd watched Shawshank and watched Andy and Red hug enough times, I really hated Forrest Gump. Yeah. I was like, how did this movie not win? This is the most important movie ever made and Pulp Fiction's probably second. Uh, right around 2004, 10 year anniversary, the internet has arrived at that point. And the internet basically exists for people to just get furious that Forrest Gump won all these awards over, over Pulp Fiction Shawshank. And I think that was the peak of the backlash. And then something weird happens from that point on. It, it was on a lot and it's like, you know what? This movie's really good. <laughs> and then by 2014, it's like, God damn, why did Jenny have to die? <laughs> and then by 2020, you're like, oh man, this is a great one. Jenny just uh, loved to party though. <laughs> wow, who had five minutes for the first Romo impression from Chris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's coming back, Jim. Um, but I think we're, I think we're now in the zone of this movie's back 30 years later. It's the 30 year anniversary of this year. I, I love this movie. I think it's for the same reason that the movie worked in the first place, which is that I'm sentimental about watching Forrest Gump 30 years ago. And the movie is about being sentimental about being 18 or 25 or the first time you prematurely ejaculate in front of a woman. <laughs> These are critical moments in a person's life. And I, I view Forrest Gump the same way. Hanks. Mm. Mm -hmm. He has this run from 92 to 2000. League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13. Up and Comer 7. Not a lot of people realize he was in that. It's a porn movie. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. My notes are wrong. Toy Story. <laughs> That thing you do, Saving Private Ryan, you've got mail, Toy Story 2, The Green Mountain, Castaway, and yet Sean thinks Tom Cruise had a better career. No. No. That isn't what I said. What I said, and what Chris backed me up on, and if you let me dangle here, you're fucked later, um, <laughs> is I think Tom Cruise is the superlative movie star. I still agree with this. You agree with this, CR? Yeah, I agree with it at the time. You Fucking guys were traitor. just locked in your like year of the dragon fight when I was when this happening. I was like, yeah, Sean's right. Mal, you get tie-breaking vote. Harrison Ford. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Hanks, this is, I'm gonna say the peak of I'm gonna play a character with something wrong with him and potentially win the Oscar, which was one of the reasons we had the backlash. This starts Daniel Day-Lewis, My Left Foot, and, and Hoffman, Rain Man. Two really good movies. Mm -hmm. Hanks and Gump. It starts to go sideways with Jodie Foster and Nell. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure if you guys have seen that movie. It's an atrocity. Uh, she grew up in the woods and has her own woods language. Yeah. It's really yeah. bad. Isn't Liam Neeson the doctor in that? Yeah. He's like trying yeah, to like maybe. coax yeah. her into society. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish yeah. he had killed her. Mallory, uh, <laughs> will you do the rest of this pod in the Nell language? <laughs> in the Nell voice? Uh, Val Kilmer, at first sight, blind guy regains his sight and then loses it again, yeah. but doesn't lose the girl he loves, Mira Sorvino. That's bad. Uh, Sean Penn and I am Sam. This yeah. is when the wheels really came off, leading to... Tropic Thunder, Ben Stiller as Special yes. Jack. And then we were done. Yeah. That was it. Uh, until Emma Stone and Poor Things. But, um, but Hanks wins the Oscar. 
over Morgan Freeman. How do we feel about this, Mel? This is the most iconic performance of his career, right? Are you going to ride for Castaway? So you're saying you would still, you're redoing the Oscars 30 years later. We just get to reset button it. I don't think it's an indefensible or all that controversial win. Like, it's fine, right? Sean, host of The Big Picture, doing a post-Oscars <laughs> podcast on March could you, 11th. Could you imagine that episode? Are you apoplectic if this happens? Are you yeah. just go, losing it if this happens? Yeah, we just canceled Tarantino the not getting best director is, I think, much more glaring. I, ne- I never really thought that was unworthy. You think just because he had just previously won for Philadelphia that they didn't need to give him a second one? He's... Have you guys seen Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump? The movie would be. <laughs> so, yeah. That's where I landed as well. Tom Hanks is amazing in Forrest Gump. I thought Freeman's amazing in Shawshank. It's just one of those years. What were the other nominees that year? Uh, I have this actually. Um, Travolta. Well, your guy Nigel Hawthorne and <laughs> Madison King, Madison King, King George. George. <laughs> I had a poster of him on my wall in high school. Uh, <laughs> just big Nige, just hanging out. Yeah. Paul Newman and Nobody's Fool. A Sean favorite, and then uh, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Um, I think Hanks was amazing in this movie. I mean, he's the best part of this movie. Uh, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he is literally the only part of this movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about Bear uh, Bryant? That's true. Gets... Now, where do you stand on movies that stay with one character over a long period of time, and who would play you in the Mallory Rubin over a long period of time movie? Oh. I mean, somebody who had a lot of gray hair at 32. That's going to be one of the prerequisites, I think. Uh, I love following a character across the course of their life. I'm looking forward to the Boyhood podcast that we get to do one day. Wonderful film. Delightful. It's inextricable, right, from the overall structure of the film, which is like you're telling the story of American history through the story of this person's life. It is like every other aspect of the film, the genius and the absolute befuddlement entwined inextricably because like Sally Field is playing Tom Hanks' mother and is 10 years older than him and that doesn't make any sense. And also Tom Hanks looks the exact same age over literal decades of this <laughs> They made it is John Lennon's mouth move on the Nick Cavett show, but didn't think, like, what if we added a little gray around the temples? Right. <laughs> I always thought, so, like, one of the things that, I think the reason why the movie ultimately works, though, is because they're making this movie from his perspective, right? Like, they're essentially making a movie that has like a childlike innocence to it. Like I, I've, this has been discussed in many of the 30th anniversary pieces you were referring to, but like this idea that when he goes to New York, all he sees is are taxi cabs. So like on the Avenue, it's just like hundreds and hundreds of taxi cabs, even though probably in reality, not that many cabs, right? But it's like his mind sees it that way because, and he does a great job of reflecting that in the performance. You're really getting into unanswerable questions. But the is Forrest Gump completely deluded and none of this stuff happened to him is. Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh. Uh, oh, yeah. we're going there now. I mean, yeah. Jesus. You know, it's so convenient that he met every sitting president of his life <laughs> with a star collegiate athlete, a war hero, a, a champion athlete who went to China. How convenient for Forrest. Do you guys think Top Gun Maverick ended when he died and they just kept going? Because that's the other... That's the best one of these series. Yeah. 
He just dies in the beginning. Every and then everything else months, I break dream. that theory out about some movie, and I'm just, Bill's like, "That's a great call, Chris." Yeah. <laughs> that was that yours, or was that was that online? I think that was a, that was me communicating the conventional wisdom of online. I can't take credit for that. You should Did you take come credit up with Grassy Knoll? It. Was the Grassy Knoll your thing? Is that your theory? <laughs> it's me aggregating from a lot of my own sources, but yeah. So the movies that move with one character over a long stretch of time, this is probably the most famous one, but World According to Garb, Walk the Line, oh, yeah. I don't think gets enough credit for that. Would you count Goodfellas? Sure, yeah, it's 20 years. Boyhood, and then Benjamin Button going backwards. Yeah. But yeah. basically the same Elvis? premise. Um, what's interesting, because I had the, uh, the magazines Mama. from back then. What happened? Elvis, and then I did the Austin Butler Mama. Just for Sean. <laughs> this, <laughs> this was marketed as, holy shit, you're not going to believe the technology. Yeah. I, that was like the whole Premiere magazine. Yeah. It's two pages of Zemeckis just being like, man, we went for this. You're not going to believe the stuff we did. He says, hey, one of the quotes is, I think if David Lean was making movies right now, he'd say, where has this been my whole life? <laughs> Was an actual Zemeckis, Zemeckis said that about his own movie? Yeah. <laughs> he was so fired up about the technology. He's like, we have Hanks with John Lennon. They're think- on the same screen. David Lean was filming the sun rising over the desert in Lawrence of Arabia. He was like, God, if only Gump was here. That's a- <laughs> Running across this skyline. That's what Zemeckis says that. He says they were waiting for days for the right sunset. And he's like, we could just make the sunset right now. That was a <laughs> catastrophic choice for filmmaking going forward. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, uh, I mean, that's, do you want to do a quick Zemeckis thing? This is one of the yeah. things he loves is being on the cutting edge of things. You can tell this is one of the reasons why he wanted to make this movie because first couple of movies of his career are just very standard stories. I want to hold your hand about young girls who love the Beatles, used cars, about used car salesmen. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a minute, what if we went back to the future? And I figured out how to make the future look like the future. And then what if I did Who Framed Roger Rabbit? And I put cartoons in a movie with real people. And then he's constantly now, and he spent the last 20 years, only thinking about the technological excitement and the breakthroughs that he can make in filmmaking. And you can tell that a big reason why he wanted to do this was not just to do this picaresque story over history of time and you know, his generation, but also to make John Lennon's mouth move on the Dick Cavett show, that that's actually interesting to him, to recreate what it would have been like to meet John Kennedy or all these other things that we see in the movie. And then a couple of years ago, he was like, what if Denzel Washington smoked a banana boat and turned a plane upside down? (laughs) (laughs) Riverboat coming. Uh, This won Best Picture, and he won Best Director. So this was the biggest, quote-unquote, achievement of his career. But he, Zemeckis had, he did well for himself. Yeah, I mean, he made Back to the Future, so the Oscars can eat shit. (laughs) Here are all the things Forrest intersects with during this movie. The Ku Klux Klan, Elvis, Bear Bryant, George Wallace and Alabama Integration, JFK, Playboy Magazine. LBJ, Abby Hoffman, Black Panthers, 1970s China, John Lennon and Dick Cavett, Nixon and Watergate, Apple, Nike, Shit Happens, Have a Nice Day, and maybe AIDS. What do you That's think is the are. most culturally yeah. significant contribution he made to our society over the course of this film? Oh. Gump? Good question. Yeah. What's your answer, Mal? I think it's teaching Elvis to dance. Oh. He had the most like hands-on, like that was him. Like it wasn't just like, oh, there's Nixon. It was like, no, I taught Elvis how to 
do the hound dog, you know? I think, and I think this is an appropriate room for this answer, he deserves credit for the birth of podcasting. <laughs> because ultimately, this is a movie about one person talking for a really long time <laughs> to a bunch of people who are just trying to get through a lonely commute. Do you think... That's what this yeah. movie is. You would not have a career without Forrest. This and Pump Up the Volume, those were the two. Do you think Coward was inspired by Gump? <laughs> yes. I, can, I can just solo this. I got it. Jordan Love, let's go. That's moving moving uh, guest host. Uh, what do you think, Sean? He was really good at assembling and disassembling that gun. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of amazing. They were like, you're going to be a general one day. It's like, because he's good at assembling a gun? That was impressive. I thought amazing shrimp boat captain. I thought that was his most impressive thing. All the other boats were destroyed. Gumps out there just sailing around. Uh, most DC thing about this movie is obviously uh, the Capitol and the monument and the White House, which we get all in a row, and then we get the big, the big scene in the water. That, that's why I feel like this is a Washington movie, even though it's not set in Washington, because that's probably the best use of that entire environment I've seen in a movie, right? Would you go any, would you say that, that maybe, what, what's the Clint Eastwood movie? That we did. In the line, uh, of, fire. In the line of fire. I like when Mitch McDeer gets like completely bulldozed by the FBI at the oh, same the location. Firm? Yeah, yeah. It's like your phones are tapped. Your life as you know it is over. <laughs> <laughs> what about when um, Jim Garrison goes for a walk with oh, Mr. Yeah, X oh, that's in a good JFK? One. Yeah. And he yeah. explains how this entire country is built on a lie. <laughs> Not untrue. Uh, the backstory this was a 1986 novel by Winston Groom. And they adapted it, and they believed uh, the people that uh, were working on the script believed that it was actually really should be about Forrest and Jenny and their spiritual journey. And that's what they did. So it won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor. Um, I can't believe this, but our, our girl Robin Wright, not nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Pretty tough. Yeah. Yikes. Um, $55 million budget. Made $678 million worldwide. <laughs> this is the crazy stat, though. It stayed in the theater for 42 weeks, Sean. 42 weeks. That's longer than any sports season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They did the thing where they released it in July. It ran for four months. And then the Oscar nominations came out, and it was nominated for 13 Academy Awards, and they were like, we'll put this back in theaters. And then everybody was like, absolutely. And it was a top five movie in America after they re-released it seven months after it came out. Also, one of those movies that any you could see like on any family vacation and every member of your family could go, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Grandma, yeah. Little, little six-year-old who's yeah. probably bouncing around. A couple of things that you were like, you're too young for this one. Here's yeah. what Forrest did in Jenny's roommate's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's natural, it happens. <laughs> I mean, if you're six, you probably don't understand what happened in that scene, and if you do understand, watch out. Um, <laughs> Roger Ebert, four stars, called yeah. a magical movie, and he said Tom Hanks may be the only actor who could have played the role. I can't think of anyone else's gump. Our guy Raj. Raj got an ovation last night in Chicago. Chicago, yeah. We brought him up, and the crowd just applauded, because it was a home game for Raj. He's been dead for nine years. What's your problem, DC? <laughs> yeah. What We're talking about Roger Ebert here. All right, so if you've never heard the rewatchables, uh, we do categories. 
And we break them down and we dive into the movie. This first one is most rewatchable scene. And here are my candidates. The first one, Forrest meets Jenny in the bus. And they hang out. As children. As little Forrest. Yeah. Yep. And he gets bullied. And she says, run, Forrest. Run, Forrest. Run away. Hurry. Get the bikes. Hurry up. Let's get it. Oh, look out, Johnny. Here we go. Get you. And all of a sudden, he's on Alabama playing football. <laughs> yeah. And we are fucking off. There's a couple Here we things that happen in between, in between those moments. Yeah. Honestly, barely any. Absolutely incredible moment. I love when they cut to him on the bench. Like, when they choose to go back to the modern timeline, right? The way that he turns and side smirks and says, I could run like the wind. And you get to see, like, the actual genuine pride that he takes in his achievements. And it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you wouldn't believe it if I told you that I can run like the wind blows. From that day on, if I was going somewhere, I was running. I wish we had Ben Solak here from The Ringer to break down <laughs> Gump as a kick returner. Yeah. It'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. Gump was a dude. Yeah. Good golly! Yeah. What was his 40 time? Like 3-9? Oh, my I, God. I don't think yeah. Solak would be impressed with Gump's combine results at all. You don't think it's so? Kind no, of a straight he's just line a north-south runner. Yeah. runner. Yeah. Also, if you're grading those kids riding their bikes, like, they suck at riding bikes. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't catch that it kid. True. Yeah. Gump, tough wonderlick test for Gump. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think... Um, Next scene, Forrest visits Jenny in college. Here we go. Oh, boy. You going to do some physical comedy here? What can we expect? You ever been with a girl, Forrest? <laughs> we get the premature e-gumpulation. Oh, good. You've been saving that. I wrote that backstage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can't tell you how many times I've imitated this in real Can life. Can you put me, put me, take me back to 1994? Nothing is funnier to me other than Buffalo Bill in the in the dungeon. Buffalo Bill's the only one that's funnier. In the movie theater, you see this for this first time. I'll, I'll do this, Charlie Rosa, and you say what? You think what? I, just <laughs> laughing my ass off, like, oh my god. We get to relive this and redo it and it imitate really, it for it the rest of my life. When they they pan down to the roommate's face, it is the yeah. most psychotic yes. thing in American film Incredible. history. Incredible. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry. Oh, oh. First of all, when he sees her in the bra and he kind of does he kind of does the double take. Yeah. Like he's looking at like a snake that has just been unleashed from a cage. And then she puts the hand on and he's just yeah. the fastest Instant. anyone's ever come. Instant. Ever. <laughs> ever. A light nipple graze. That was all it took. <laughs> It just destroys the blanket. I don't even, I can't even yeah. imagine what happened to that blanket. I, I can't believe I'm sitting this close to you again. <laughs> <laughs> I 
facial expressions in that scene are historic. That's how he wins the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Who's premature That should have been the Oscar clip when they're like in Tom Hanks. Yeah. For Forrest Gump. It's like Morgan Freeman saving a boat. We see multiple sequences of him returning kicks for Bear Bryant's championship Crimson Tide teams, earning his way to a spot on the All-American team. No labored breathing that even touches what we see when he is sitting on Jenny's bed saying, I'm sorry. The best part quietly, though, is the, the muttered, I'm dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dizzy. And then she says, bet that never happened in home acting. Yeah. yeah. Great line. <laughs> Jenny Gump. Um, <laughs> more rewatchable scenes. The Vietnam battle scene is really good. It's great. The I can't, they filmed it's it great. in South, South Carolina. They, they put like 20 palmetto trees in some plantation and just went, went to work. And it actually looks like you're in Vietnam. It's a really good scene. I don't know. CR, you're a Vietnam guy. <laughs> I am a Vietnam guy. <laughs> All the, the whole four tours, sequence right? is great. Four yeah. 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 I just you kept sir. going back more. Uh, he's just incredible at set pieces. So like this, the flight crash, uh, castaway crash, obviously. You know, there's just like he's just incredible at like moving these major pieces. So it's two flight references. So <laughs> yes, far. Yeah. Two. Right. two. Saves four people. There's a couple great moments in this scene, like Lieutenant Dan telling him to leave him, uh, leave me yeah. here, and then uh, him going back to find Bubba. Uh, I didn't ask you to pull me out of there, goddamn you. Where the hell you think you're going? Yeah, I got an airstrike inbound right now. They're going to nape the whole area. Don't you stay here, goddammit. That's an order. I got to fight, Bubba. Devastating. And then realizing it's but Is that the first time you cry in this movie? Ooh. How many, how many tear jerks were there in this one? It's a loaded statement. Hey. Yeah, maybe. I'll rephrase. Mel, how many times forest? did you cry during this movie? Yeah. Jenny's dorm room? Did you cry right? yeah. many tears while watching? Yeah. Um, it's a sad and emotional movie. I think most of the tears come at the end, but it's hard not to get a little choked up when Bubba yeah. is dying and saying that he just wants to go home. And Why it's did beautiful. this happen? I think what's interesting about the Vietnam scene, though, is like, it's not even really a scene, right? The whole Vietnam sequence is wonderful. They meet Lieutenant Dan. He's holding a roll of toilet paper the entire time, talking about how, like, the one right. thing you need to know is about your socks. And the movie is, like, really more a collection of vignettes than scenes, it's right? It's like a like big montage. Yeah. 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 Next one, monument protest scene. This, this one, give me that! That's it! That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all. What's your name, man? My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump! <laughs> yes. Abby Hoffman. Would you have gone bigger actor for the Abby Hoffman cameo there? I love that guy. I don't okay. know what that Who guy's is that name guy? is, but when he's like, Forrest Gump, that's like what <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. My brother and I, my brother's here tonight. My brother and I have said that to each other a hundred times. <laughs> um, 
CR, what are the odds Forrest's speech was actually good if the mic had been on? Oh, no, he was definitely giving out, like, same-game parlays. (laughs) (laughs) Today I like Tulane or Louisiana Tech. Take the points. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, And then all of a sudden, Forrest! 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 Jenny! It's and there's Jenny Gump. That's one of the best scenes of the it's 90s. It's incredible. So good. It's really great. It still gets me. Um, Has anybody here ever tried to recreate that on a date? <laughs> Do people get a little jumpy about stuff on the on like in that area? I know that. Yeah. But like you could try it. Try it. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them Chris told you it was fine. Do you count as that scene Forrest and beating the hell out of the boyfriend at the Black Panther party? Or is that yeah, a different? That's scene? my favorite character in this movie. Wesley? That guy. <laughs> Hipster doofus guy. Uh, <laughs> next one, just a quickie. The hurricane scene, just Sinise cooking on the top of the boat, screaming, screaming at the storm. Great Remarkable. stuff. Uh, Forrest's mom dies, leading to the following things happen. Forrest gets rich on apple stock. Yeah. Forrest becomes a gardener. Jenny shows up. They go to her old house. She throws rocks at it. She turns down Forrest as a husband. Leading to one of his best monologues, why don't you love me, Jenny? I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. I'm not going to do the forest voice for you guys. I'd make a good husband, Jenny. You would, Forrest. But you won't marry me. You don't want to marry me. Why don't you love me, Jenny? I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Jenny's response to have sex with Forrest and then leave early the next morning in a cab. One of the most evil acts ever perpetrated by a human being in a movie that we've ever seen. I'm including Saw movies. I'm including... It's cruel. What's in the box? Yeah, Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Is this worse than Seven? Honestly, yes. Yeah. At least least he gets his revenge in Seven. Forrest is like, great, I have a kid now. Like, that's that's amazing. Every time he looks at the Nike Cortez that he's wearing, he's like, was I that bad at sex? (laughs) Well, now, I mean, since you're here. Um, oh, already? Wow. This is there's earlier two directions in the show. here. Yeah. Either, you know, hit the premature thing was another mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. Or Forrest was amazing. Yes. And rocked her world, and that's why she had to get away. Yeah. No? Well, I think she had to get away because, like, Jamie Lannister, you know, she doesn't believe that she deserves to be happy, which is actually, like, a deeply tragic tale. Right. Uh, I do believe that Forrest was a very deft and capable lovemaker by that point. I do. Yes. Are you familiar with the show The Good Place? There's a great moment where... Spoilers for The Good... The Bill has spoiled every movie that's ever been made. It's fine. When Tahani is describing having sex with Jason and basically is like, he has no self-awareness and is thus extremely good at sex. So I think Forrest, like knew what he needed to improve, right? And was ready. 
I forgot to thank Honda for sponsoring tonight's podcast. Thank you to Honda. Really appreciate it. Uh, I can't believe this is my career. <laughs> Chris, have you ever had a traumatic post-sex experience? That led to you just sitting in different rooms of the house in complete yeah. silence, with like a, forest with a glass of milk. But you know what? The night is young. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, two more scenes. Forrest meets Forrest Jr., played by Haley Joel Osment. Wonderful. Incredible casting. Um, man, it's hard not to get choked up this scene. You got a daddy named Forrest, too? Yeah. You're his daddy, Forrest. And then Hanks does the, oh, no. Hey. Forrest, look at me. Look at me, Forrest. There's nothing you need to do, okay? You didn't do anything wrong. Okay? Isn't he beautiful? He's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But... Is, is he smart? He's very smart. He's one of the smartest in his class. Is when he, he, like, rubs his chest when he's is asking, he, is he smart? Is, uh, he, is he smart? And then she's, like, top of his class. Meanwhile, he's, like, you know, in pre k like at the top finger, finger, finger yeah. painting stage, I think, yeah. He put put yeah. Yeah. two dominoes. Like this kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He was tearing through Curious George. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a complete dumbass like you for <laughs> And then she does the will you marry me for us? And she says, okay. And we're off. We're at a wedding. Lieutenant Dan shows up with the magic legs. Um, last scene. I mean, I, we just got to commemorate it. I wouldn't say it's necessarily rewatchable, but Jenny dies and, and <laughs> Forrest gives the speech. Is one of the saddest scenes. Yeah. This is waterworks for you, Mel. Oh, my God. Well, and especially because, like, the whole conceit and framework of the movie is that he's telling the story of his life to strangers on the bench because he just wants to reach Jenny. And then he does. And how does he have to continue the story? How do we hear the end of it? He's standing at her tombstone. And then the birds. <laughs> Bill, they flutter above their tree. She just wanted to turn into a bird and fly away. Sean, your heart is basically black. <laughs> did this... Did this... You're a Jets fan. Did this... Did this bring any emotion out of you? Um, when I was watching the movie yesterday on the plane, during this scene, lady turned to me, sitting in the seat next to me, and was like, are you okay? Because I was, <laughs> I was destroyed. You know, I'm hideous to look at, and just red face, and got tears. But, but it, it, there is, there's a real, uh, there's a real, you're, I'm a parent now thing about this, because he's talking about Little Forest yeah. to Jenny. And honestly, really tough scene to not make awful. Again, like Hank's, selling against a, a, a tombstone. I mean, that's really who he's acting against in this scene. And the whole, I, you're with him the whole time. You're like, this is exactly how we're supposed to be feeling in this moment, which I think in the hands of almost any other actor just wouldn't work. It's great acting. It's great writing because like you can't, he can't all of a sudden be more profound than he is, right? So he has to kind of still stay in the zone, but yeah. it, it has that extra layer of like almost poetry to it. I have a serious question. Would you have read the letter? Little Forrest writes a letter, right? And Forrest leaves it on the grave. Says he's not allowed to read it. It's sweet, I guess, that he's respecting his 
three slash four year old child's inner life and privacy, but like, wouldn't you want to know what was going on in your son's you, head there? Do you think it said, Mom, why didn't you tell me dad's a dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> I dad, think it says, dad sucks. <laughs> oh. Mom, what's the story with dad's apple stock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I get the bag? Did we sort the will? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My only nitpick with this scene was Forrest, who it's been established, not a rocket scientist, um, gets super eloquent there for like three sentences. You think so? He's talking about destiny and fate, and and it's like you you were a gardener like by choice for, <laughs> and you had apple stock, and you're you've been established that you're kind of all over the map. Now you're just eloquently breaking this down for us. I don't know. I didn't buy it. It it raises something really interesting, which is like the difference between the book and the movie. In the book, the character is so different because he's more of a savant. So they're like in the for any anybody who's read the Forrest Gump novel, um, he's like a math whiz, but he also is very socially inept. Yeah, they made him more like almost like Will Hunting, yeah, Rain Manish. Yeah. yeah, but he's just simple in this movie. He doesn't have any of those skills, so you can almost feel like a little bit of the carryover from the character in the writing. Yeah. Well, what do you got for most rewatchable CR? I think I'm going to go with the Vietnam, the ambush, and like the rescuing. I just oh. I think it's the most. See, he always likes no. a good. No, just just brothers. Band so it of brings brothers, you back to going. when you yeah. serviced our country. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt, what do you have? I'm going to go with the the scene with Jenny and Forrest at the National Mall and. Oh, yeah. uh, Sean's Abby Hoffman impression. I do just want to state formally, for the record, though that your bias, which I'm sure will come up a lot tonight, against the I ran across the country for three years sequence and not putting that in you to most rewatchable it. scenes is crazy. You like documented the that entire last That is an iconic sequence. Skip the running. It's coming up later. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> what do you have, Sean? I, I love meeting Little Forest for the first time. Oh. Wow. Didn't pick it, a Tom it, Hanks Sean has scene. a heart. No, um, Tom Hanks and meeting Little Forest. Oh, he's... Little Forest. Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant Little. Well, there's no, I love multiple the Little Forest. I like Monument <laughs> Protest, my favorite. All right, next category is what stage is the best? If you're ever in trouble, just run, run away. Just good advice from Jenny. <laughs> good one. It put in terms Forest could understand. Yeah. Like, he's like, all right, I, so I'm going to run if I'm in trouble. You think that was like a metaphor for <laughs> Vietnam? Or? <laughs> yeah, it was good. good. <laughs> Sierra, what do you have? Give me one. Uh, well, I, I got the pacing. Uh, this is a very long film, and it goes in a bunch of different places and has a bunch of different shifts totally, but it never, like, is any scene in this movie longer than, like, two and a half minutes? Like, it essentially flies through it, so I always thought the pacing was great. Mal? Should we talk about the feather? That's a what stage is the best? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Because this is a fairy tale, right? This is a fable. So you have this like deeply symbolic bookend to open and to close. You're saying that you think Forrest Gump is an unreliable narrator, but like the feather is our version of that as the audience. We get to like project our meaning onto that, right? And like you got you guys talked about this on the first pod, like what do you see in that feather? And the idea that it's just going to fall on his foot at the beginning, then it's there at the end, he's going to pick it up, right? He's going to put it in his briefcase. Like, you move through life. You cross paths. The randomness, the coincidental chance encounters. And, like, that actually, I think, connects to the, the, the grave sequence that you, that you cited, right? This idea of, like, is it destiny? Do we choose our own course? It's both, right? Wonderful. Who doesn't love some literary symbolism in their blockbuster? 
Did your mom like that? Thing That's more said? of a dad one. The feather's more of a dad one. All right. Yeah. What do you have, Sean? What stage is the best? Give us one. Blaming everything that happened in this country on one guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. My first one stage is the best. Robin fucking Wright. Just one of the greatest looking actresses of all time. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't give her goat status, but she's in the A block of the TV show about it. A just, block of goat status? Just, <laughs> just the perfect Jenny Gump. I don't know. <laughs> Who else could have played Jenny Gump? Who would you have picked from any era? Any era? Yeah. Ever? Uh, like Cleopatra, is she eligible? Who? Cleopatra? <laughs> I didn't think about it. I didn't mean to go way that far yeah, back. Mary Todd Lincoln? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Just love Robin Wright. Princess Bride in this, like unassailable. Um, I thought the CGI in this movie for a 90s movie is actually like pretty good. It, it is. They're like still not doing this good of a job on Disney Plus today. It makes today. you wonder if like... Yeah. Did They're we, not. As a civilization peak with Jurassic Park in this... And then it's just been basically... Where it was like realistic CGI, but you could still tell that. But now it's like, I don't know where we are now. It's because it's used sparingly, you know? Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of sequences in the Vietnam set piece where there's a lot of it, but for the most part, it's just very small dashes where it's not like the entire movie was shot on a green screen or on a soundstage. It's shot in real environments, so it looks good. More would say the best. Sean, how many Doors songs? So... Uh, there are five songs by the Doors, but I actually read that there were six. Yeah, which I thought there were six. Like, I think the Doors are a little bit over criticized, but five is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Zemeckis is like, I'm going and for this. Isn't it three in a row at one point? Yeah, he yeah. just like, really liked the Doors. <laughs> he wanted to set the record straight. Um, Although Forrest being a dumb guy who likes the Doors is a great. <laughs> that's a great pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, I liked how he described the rain in Vietnam where it's like stinging rain, fat rain, sideways rain, rain that came up. It's Vietnam, good. it wasn't fun, was it, Chris? It did, no. <laughs> I can tell you some stories, but... Uh... A very young Haley Joel Osment. Incredible. Sure. What do you have for what's age of best mile? How about quotability? I think this has yeah. been a little bit of a journey for this movie, right? Where like the stupid is as stupid does or run forest run or life is like a box of chocolates almost became like so ubiquitous and inescapable that like then people tired of them. But the staying power for the lines from this movie is extraordinary. It was this and Austin Powers in the, yeah. a, in the a block yeah. of the goat conversation. Another, another poet. Yeah. I have another What's Age the Best, actually. Yeah. Uh, New York City Lieutenant Dan. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would love to party with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did he know Harley Mays? Great New Year's Eve. It's pure CR energy, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Lieutenant Dan, I had, when, the, when they're, it's finally going well on the boat, and he says, Forrest, I never thanked you for saving my life. Yeah. And then he dives into the water. That, that got you, Sean, a tiny bit, No. That age the best? <laughs> yeah, it's a great moment. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. a great nice scene. Denise moment. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a good scene. Um, the, so this is a What's Age the Best. That that Playboy magazine that Jenny Gump was in yep. sold at a movie prop auction three years ago for $4,800. You paid you? $4,800 no, to Chris Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was $4,800. Uh, the Lieutenant Dan Redemption, mm-hmm. going from Magic Legs, he has the new wife at the wedding. Would it have been funnier if he married cunning 
Carla or Long Legs Lenore? No. <laughs> I was like, this is... No. My, remember Long Legs what Lenore? You're wearing them both like Byron Mayo. <laughs> yeah. Dubbo? Uh, Polyamory Forest! <laughs> it's the future! I got too much love for one lady! Sierra, this one's for you. What's age the best? Attractive, coked-up characters on the edge. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, timeless. she's yeah. going on the hotel balcony, oh no. <laughs> yeah, she's speaking my language. Sad a yeah. few. So every still picture of Forrest in this movie, Hanks has his eyes closed. Yeah. yeah. Just, Such a like, good bit. just like a little. Fortune little... magazine, you can do better. Yeah. Come on. We can get another cover shot, can't we? I really like young Forrest mocking the principal after he has sex with his mom. It's yeah. very funny. Bernard Which, from Lost. I yeah, thought of you. Of course. Yeah. Would you put the Bubba Gump? Bubba Gump. You're company, mixing up your <laughs> themes there. The Bubba Gump. That, now that would be a movie. Bubba Gump, Bubba Gump and Company. I can't even say it. That restaurant. There's like 33 of them. Is yeah. that a what stage the best or what stage the worst? I, I think like the franchising and merchandising of Forrest Gump. Like again, this is not Star Wars. This is right. Forrest. So you go. What stage the worst? No, best. The okay. fact that they were able, like, people wear Bubblegum Shrimp Co. hats. Yeah. That's people. astonishing. Do you, when you see somebody wearing a Bubblegum Shrimp yeah. Co. hat, you're like, I'm that... like, put on a Baltimore Orioles hat. <laughs> <laughs> New owners. Congratulations, yeah. Mal. New owners. I'm thrilled. So long, Angelos. Sign Gunner Henderson. Uh, Forrest. Forest Alabama football career we mentioned, but I just, I goddamn, I enjoy that part of the movie. It's amazing. I, you could have had seven more scenes of him. I would have liked to see him in the Cotton Bowl, like all kinds <laughs> of things. Um, you want to do the soundtrack here as a what's age the best? That could also be a what's age the worst. I, I have it in what's age the worst. You do, but for a very personal reason. Oh, yeah. let's hear it, Sierra. You want me to jump ahead? Okay. I used to work at uh, record stores in the mid '90s, and this was just an absolute nightmare to fucking put in the security case is it was only the Bubba Gump, the, the Forrest Gump soundtrack was this double disc. We could never keep it in stores because boomers were like, I love all these songs. And so we would have to constantly restock it, which means you'd have to put it in the plastic security case. And it like it was just the bane of my existence. So it I was, never forgave it. It was this wow. and, and Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness yes. with those dub, thick double oh cases. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was great. So we talked about this when we did the first time we did this mm -hmm. pod, which was a lot shorter. I have no um, idea what I said about it then. So if I Zemeckis, contradict myself. the picks are so generic yep. that I actually respect it. Like, it's like, he's running yes. this scene. I will play Running on Empty. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's exactly. almost like Forrest Gump level IQ for the, for the song I choices. totally agree. I totally, like, if, if you rewatch the Vietnam sequence, it's like, hey, now, what's that sound? <laughs> like, while they're looking around, looking for what's the sound. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is the most literal... But, and also, it is the most obvious top 40 from that era. So it's a double whammy of obviousness. And yet, if you just put those songs on. The songs on, are good. It's like, exactly. oh, Jackson Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Some good songs. Yeah. yeah. Any other what stage the best before we keep moving? No, I, had the, it just, I, had, I just wanted to talk a lot about Dan in New York. Also, I will say, great drill sergeant. I, I love this drill sergeant in this movie. This is, my, this is one of my favorite people in this film. The drill sergeant? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, maybe we should save him. Can save them. Um, this did the five factors, Sean. VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, Blu-ray, and streaming. What do we call that? The quad factor? Absolutely. Yeah. 
The fantasy factor. Would you own the fantasy factor? Fantasy fact. The Quinn factor. Fun fact about this laser disc: no chapters. You had to watch the film all the way through because the Mechas was like, no one will be skipping around in my movie. This episode is supported by State Farm. Think about your first reaction after you have an accident. What do you do? You scream, oh no, or man, why did this happen? On the flip side, let's say you buy a new car or you lease a new car. Get in there and it smells great and you're like, man, this is awesome. But just remember, really the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to somebody. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Some quickie awards. The Kid Cudi Pursuit of Happiness Award for Best Needle Drop. Probably running on empty for the jogging I had go your own way, but same scene. Yeah, same same sequence. What do you have, Mel? I have... Jenny as Bobby Dylan, stage oh, Bobby Dylan, okay. singing "Blowing in the Wind" in the nude. Yes. <laughs> the Big Kahuna Burger, where best use of food and drink, the fifteen Dr. Peppers. Uh, I don't yeah. think more than a box anything. of chocolates. Box of chocolates is tough to top. Eh, I like Dr. Okay. Pepper. Dennis <laughs> Benihana Award, scene still in location, obviously the monument, and then uh, hmm. what do you got for Great Shot Corner Award for best cinematic shot? Uh, I got Jenny running across the reflecting pool uh, mm. just because it was like actually like a pretty cool, they had to take like two days to make it and they would basically shoot all the extras in squares of like 1,500 and then yeah. move them and then replicate it. So, you know, innovation. I like Forrest beating the hell out of Jenny's annoying boyfriend in slow motion. As a great shot, Gordo. <laughs> yeah, I like the slow-mo. It's <laughs> like, oh, he's going to kick this guy's ass. The pinnacle ass. of cinematography in this yeah. film. Yeah. Forrest is like strong, man. You didn't want to mess yeah. with Forrest. Absolutely. Uh, American. Yeah. That's All like right. Greenbow, Alabama strength. <laughs> Here we go. The Butch's Girlfriend Award for the weak link of the film. Hmm. When I got tired, I slipped. When I got hungry, I ate. The jogging sequence. My God, why? <laughs> Just why? Why is it in this movie? He jogs for three years, two months, and 14 days straight. This is the dumbest <laughs> scene of all time. Why did this happen, So Chris? him becoming a champion <laughs> ping pong player. <laughs> right, exactly. busting up Watergate, that's right. fine. But him what jogging. person could run for three years and two months straight? Why, why are you staring at me in horror? I, it just, it's, it's, this, it's the movie in miniature, right? Like, everything that the movie is trying to do is present in that scene. And the way that he, like, ins- the, you get the emotion of him saying that it brought people hope, right? You have the absolute kind of, like, incredulity of the response that you're having is the one that you're supposed to have. But then, like, we get a great moment where we see the clippings that Jenny has collected, which I have some follow-up material on in Unanswerable Questions. He's a sensation. Like, everything that he does inspires not only attention, but rapture. And he doesn't give a shit. Sean, help me. (laughs) Well, it's a plot device. Because you got to ask yourself, if Jenny wanted to get impregnated by Forrest Gump, dubious proposition in the first place. But if she did want to do that, why would she keep the child from Forrest. Like, what is the... This is a guy who who owns the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Yeah. Like, you lock it down. He's on the cover like, of this is, Yeah. Like, yeah. you would, in theory... But we, what we need to do is be completely distracted from that question 
and have a whole set piece where Forrest, for some unknown reason, is going to run for the duration of Haley Joel Osment's life so that by the time we get to see him, he's that age and cute. And so we're like, okay, I get it. I see why they're back together. Also, she got sick. I think that's why it's there. That's not in the book. That whole running thing, that's all, that's all an invention by Eric Roth. I'm going to say he developed plantar fasciitis <laughs> or a torn meniscus. Something is happening at some point over three years. Uh, more would say the worst. So the CGI is really good except for John Lennon's lips. They just they couldn't just a, a figure that one out yeah. at all. That was really rough. No possessions? Um, it also is, it, it takes a, a peg or two out of the John Lennon genius. Yeah. Yeah. To have Forrest Gump just writing those lyrics for him. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not what happened? <laughs> Here's what's in Forrest's suitcase at the bus stop. Mm, a mm-hmm. ping pong battle, a Curious George book, some awards, and a feather. Yeah. Not the beauties of the South like issue of Playboy? It's like you could just put him in jail if somebody opened the suitcase. Like, this guy's planning an attack. <laughs> um, you mentioned Sally Fields, 10 years older than Hanks. Here's a good what's age the worst. Warner Brothers had Forrest Gump. And after Rain Man came out, they decided it wouldn't work, and they traded it for the rights to a movie called Executive Decision, which was a $650 million mistake by Warner Brothers. <laughs> Tough one, Sean. I don't know. Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal, they hijack a plane, movie I'm not rocks. saying I didn't like Executive Decision. I'm just, just maybe not great. Uh, there's a deleted scene that they shot and is on the 25th anniversary Blu-ray where young Jenny kills her father by oh. releasing the tractor handbrake so it runs him down in the cornfield. That's sick. I love that. <laughs> I the, wish that had been in the movie. The filmmakers decided the audiences would not forgive Jenny. And what? took Hasn't it out. The, Jenny's father been like terrorizing her yeah. for all of her life? Like I think we would have just... Stood up and applauded. You know me. The scene's in if I'm the director. I'm keeping that one. That sounds amazing. The Simmons yeah. cut of Gump. Simmons cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You keep that scene, Sean? Yeah. Uh, I think you got to save that for the Gump prequel, Jenny's Reckoning. I feel like that would oh, be... All right. Fair. Can I ask, Bill, just off the... Uh, just, not to digress here, but if you did make Forrest Gump, do you think... Do you, do you have Gump, like, on the court with Garnett being like, anything is possible? Like, <laughs> See, I was going to make an Embiid Simmons joke here, but I'm just not going to. Um, well, this is going to bum you guys out, but they they filmed a deleted scene with Gump and Martin Luther King. Yeah. Where Gump distracts police dogs that were going to uh, attack Martin Luther King, and they decided in their infinite wisdom, we should probably take this out. Uh, and thank God. Kind of re- redefines deleted scene. Yeah, that is, talk about deleted for a reason. Good I can't edit. even believe they filmed that. I can't even believe they talk about it. Yeah. Unbe- <laughs> just unbelievable. Um, and then Eric Roth, the screenwriter, who's done a lot of good stuff, they were developing a sequel. And in the sequel, Forrest Jr., I'm not making this up, Forrest Jr. had AIDS. Forrest ended up in OJ's car in the back seat. <laughs> Forrest became a ballroom dancer who danced with Princess Di. Not making this up. And then he, he found a Native American girlfriend. They lived in Oklahoma City. She worked in a federal building and got blown up in the it's bombing. True. It's true. And then Eric Roth was like, but 9-11 ruined all that. Yeah. 
They had agreed to do it, and 9-11 happened, and they were like, let's back off on this gum thing. I, listen, this is apparently factual. I, I, I don't understand. I don't even know. What is the craziest out of those four things? That would be like things? if you got high and hung out all night with your friends and be like, let's just think of what gump to The craziest four <laughs> Well, there's one other thing about it, which I don't think was going to be in the movie, but in the gump sequel book, the movie exists. And the movie, the, the second book is all about how the real Forrest Gump meets Tom Hanks and talks to him about how inaccurate the portrayal of his life was in the movie Forrest Gump. Like, everybody involved in the whole Gump and Enterprise. And is Tom Hanks a dick in the book? Like, yeah, he's like, he's like I a don't dick care. To him. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, these people are on drugs. It's stupefying. Um, best quote. I got one other, what's age the worst? It's oh, just, it's not a big deal, but it is like, when you lead with, I'm related to Nathan Bedford yeah. Forrest. This, is, this was mine as well. We should talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. yeah, tough. Yeah. Mama said the Forrest part was to remind me that sometimes we all do things that, well, don't just make no sense. You could just have a chat about people make, people make mistakes. Right. You don't need to name your son after the founder of the clan yeah. to impart the, that the wisdom. Nathan Bedford Forrest wiki is like a wild ride. <laughs> like, like that guy... You, you spent a lot of time on that wiki? Uh, last night, I was like, what the fuck? Was that this guy's in this movie? <laughs> He's a bad man. Best quote that's not the typical best quote from this movie. I really like... There's an awful lot you can tell about a person by their shoes. Yeah. That's, that's, that was a good one. That's, that's like a my good favorite. high school yearbook yeah. quote. I like um, that one. All right. Stephen A. Smith taught us take a word. You have one, CR? Yeah. So this is like, this is out there. So like this again, but I, I think this really works. Is that this movie works way better if you just look at it as like an allegory for Jesus Christ. And basically the entire movie. I thought you said this was out there. No, I mean, it's out there like, it's out there like this has been talked about on some Christian forums and stuff like that. You know, like, oh. <laughs> Okay. If you Google Forrest Gump Jesus, you get to some interesting websites. So, like, and, uh, it's pretty obvious. The beard, the apostles, Lieutenant Dan, the, you know, the conversion moment. Like, there, it, it comes up a lot. And if you watch it as, like, a parable, it actually... Jenny as Mary Magdalene. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty sick, CR. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the work. I'm trying my best, you know? Thanks again to Honda. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't remember which book in the New Testament the premature ejaculation happens in, but I also yeah. realize that that's absolutely a sin to say out loud, so I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you have, Mal? If Forrest Gump lived now, he would be canceled instantly. One tweet and he's done, <laughs> right? Name for a clan leader, as we just discussed. Yeah. Shoves a woman off his lap, right? Pushes a woman. Shows the president of the United States his ass. Pulls down his pants in front of the president on television. You mentioned beating up Jenny's date. Constantly starting fights and punching people. He we was have violent. To Very during the three-year run that he's just constantly, I mean, he says, if I had to go, you know, I went, like, constantly defecating in public. <laughs> Right? How much of the three years were just arrests for public urination? Like, maybe it works better in your timeline if it's just that. Uh, so you think he's canceled? Instantly. I like it. What do you got, Sean? This is kind of elaborate, but go with me. If Forrest Gump was never born, 
the New York Jets would have zero Super Bowls to their name. Because think about it like this. You go back to Alabama in 62. You got oh, a yeah, young hotshot quarterback, Joe Namath. Namath. He needs to build his confidence in his freshman season at Alabama. What does he need? Good field position. Who's getting him that field position? Little punt returner named Forrest Gump. That gives him the confidence to project him into the AFL and eventually to Super Bowl three, where he gives us the one title we needed. I love it. So Elvis taught Elvis to dance, taught the Jets how to win a Super Bowl. That's right. I like it. My uh, hottest take doubles as the Vincent Chase Award for are we sure this character was actually good at their job? Named after Vincent Chase and Entourage, who couldn't act but was a famous actor. So this goes to, uh, let's talk about Forrest's mom here. Mm. <laughs> this is, wow. You zagged. <laughs> Named her son after the head of the KKK. Yeah. Let's, we'll just start it's there. Tough. To remind him that sometimes we do things that don't make sense. Sleeps with the principal with Forrest just outside swinging on a swing so he doesn't have to go to a special school. Let him go to Vietnam. Could have gone to the AFL, could have gone to the NFL. There's two football leagues in 1963. Easily could have made a living on that. Here are some of her quotes that Forrest thinks were, um, were so wisdom and so, so great. If God had intended everyone to be the same, he would have given everyone braces on their legs. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> Mama says stupid is as stupid does. What? <laughs> Mama always said dying's a part of life. Oh. Whoa. She did it again. <laughs> <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates. You don't know, never know what you're going to get. You actually do. There's a fucking key <laughs> with all the chocolates. You know what you're going to get. It's like, oh, there's the cherry one. Oh, that one has a nut in it. <laughs> Mamo's as dumb as Forrest Gump. I think you really need to consider that she knows who she's speaking with in all of these oh, circumstances. She, she, yeah. she lowered she, her she playing have, field? Yeah, she may have all been right, fair. watering down the wisdom. That's fine. Casting what ifs. Um, I swear this is true, but Zemeckis wanted Harry Anderson to play Forrest Gump. From Night Court. Yeah, the and guy didn't from he Night do Court. like another CBS show instead? Yeah, he couldn't. He was doing some random CBS show. Yeah. And Zemeckis is like, damn, I guess I'll have to get Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, and John Travolta was the original choice and oh said after that passing in the role was a mistake. I would say so, John. Can you imagine if um, Travolta had done, would he have done Gump and Fiction in the same year? I think he does Gump over Fiction. Or maybe he does both. What do you think? Well, he, I think he would have done Gump Over Fiction, too, because of the filmmaker involved, but he made two movies that tried to read Gump. He made both Michael, Michael. Yeah. in which he played an angel, yeah. and that Phenomenon, in which he played like a man with magical powers. I like Phenomenon. And in both cases, he was like, I got to get me some of that Gump. I'm trying to correct the Gump mistake. Phenomenon's good. I like that movie. Uh, <laughs> he looked so, right at me when he said that. <laughs> This led me on a deep dive of all the movies John Travolta passed on. Oh. Forrest Gump, Officer and a Gentleman, American Gigolo, Splash, The Green Mile, and Manny and Scarface. Yeah. Travolta said Ooh. no. Um, Sean Penn claimed he was the second choice for Forrest Gump, and he turned it down. I don't know if I believe that. Did he claim that on John Bernthal's podcast? That's on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he did. I think that's true, actually. Uh, 
And then for Bubba, three people definitely turned it down. David Allen Greer, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> and Ice Cube. Yeah. Ice Cube is Bubba Gump does not work. I am just going to no. say that right now. Hot off of Boys in the Hood. His first new, next movie would have been Forrest I, Gump. I, I can't. Did I don't he do need, Anaconda instead, though? I don't yeah. know. Uh, Chappelle felt really bummed out when the movie made $670 million and uh, yeah. badgered Hanks to work with him again, and they did You've Got Mail together. Uh, there's one other audition. Do you want to tell them who auditioned for Bubba? Tupac. Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Audition for Bubba Gump. I think it would have brought a different energy yeah. to Bubba Gump. <laughs> different vibe. Yeah. They hit him up, Bubba. You know? <laughs> uh, Jenny Gump, Jodie Foster, Demi Moore, and Nicole Kidman all turned it down. I don't know which oh. one of those three would have been the worst one, but probably Demi Moore. <laughs> and Terry Gilliam turned it down as a, as a director. So, There's one um, casting what if that we, we haven't touched on, though. That Joe Pesci was being discussed for Lieutenant Dan. Oh, my God. And it's one of the great... So, did you think that... I didn't know if that was real. I, that, you know, like, broke my you brain. you see something and you just need to believe it, you know? That would have been and amazing. The of, of, of Joe Pesci being like, Shrimp, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. like, Stop fucking talking about shrimp, motherfucker! Like... <laughs> But what think, the fuck is but, so good but, about shrimp? But think, think about the amazing visual image of Joe Pesci with no legs. Yeah, right. it's incredible. <laughs> Just that stump body. Would have been uh, amazing. Yeah. Harder to prop him up against the side of the hospital bed, yeah. though. <laughs> so the Ruffalo, Hannah Rubin at Partridge Overacting Award. Sydney styles it up a couple times. Oh, so yeah. I'm here for it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Joey Pants Best That Guy Award. So, ironically, I think Sinise was a that guy before this movie and then graduated to being Gary Sinise. I didn't know who he was before this movie. He was like a stage actor. It's not like he went on to be one of the world's great film actors, though. Like, have you looked at Gary Sinise's IMDb Well, lately? he was in CSI for yeah. like 10 years. He hasn't been in a, like a movie in 20-something years. I think he was too creepy and ransom, and that was it. He couldn't but get normal But he's running parts. off. He does this. He does Apollo 13. I mean, he yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, he yeah. does a nice run. Yeah. I think it's um, Sam Anderson. It's the principal. Oh, that's good. Okay. Oh, my God. Bernard right. from Lost. Yeah. The guy Lee Paxton from Justified. <laughs> he's, my, he's my vote. So Dion Waiters Award, which is for best heat check, mm -hmm. where uh, somebody just comes in and steals a couple scenes. You could go Michael T. Williamson as Bubba. The horny principal you could do. You could do Cunning, Cunning Carla and Long Legs Lenore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. Old lady in pink dress at bus stop, really into Gump stories. <laughs> yeah, she's wonderful. Her. Yeah. Or Dick Cavett aging himself 20 years. What would you go with, Sean? I have one more nomination, and okay. it's my pick. It's Efimo Omalami as Drill Sergeant. Yes. Oh, okay. You must be a goddamn genius, Gump. You must have an IQ of 160. That guy is incredible in that scene. <laughs> He's you coming for the, the Full Metal Jacket crown in that scene. It's pretty good. Has there ever been a bad drill sergeant in a movie? No, never. It's never not worked. Should we just like start like cutting drill sergeants into like yeah. dead poets society? Yeah. Just to, like, Great idea. Smart. I'm going with Dorothy Harris, the bus driver. Oh, that's oh, yeah. a good one. Iconic showing again, like across time, when they do the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead version of Forrest Gump, where we're seeing the entire story through side character perspectives. I want it to be through bus, di bus driver Dorothy's eyes. <laughs> that's the story we need. I know. 
Uh, we have a new category just for the tour. What would Tony Romo's director's commentary for this movie sound like? He's going to blow that bathrobe, Jim! <laughs> <laughs> it's his first time touching a human breast, Jim! Get out of the suit for him, Jim! It's going to be a gusher, Jim! Then the jogging He's scene? He's been saving it up for years, Jim! It's all this moment! <laughs> <laughs> the jogging scene would be great. He's like telestrating across the room, you know? Yeah. yeah. He's been running a long time! <laughs> He's going to run all the way to May, Jim! <laughs> I like that you specified human breast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, guys get up to weird stuff in farms. Yeah. Half-ass internet research. Greenbow, Alabama does not exist. They made it up. Everyone heartbroken in the audience. Yeah, so, sorry. I didn't realize that was the conversation killer. Uh, they spent two months building Forest House on a South Carolina plantation. And they finished filming, and they argued with the person who owned the land, and they said, fuck you, and knocked it down. They knocked down what would be a tourist attraction today, I think. People would go to this house. Big mistake. Wow. I think I have to retract my prior comment about the successful merchandising and franchising know, of the Forrest Gump like universe. no-brainer. Um, so the author of the book, Winston Groom, says that uh, he intended the disease that Jenny had to be hepatitis C. Um, not AIDS. I think Zemeckis. Great, great, great yeah. spot to laugh. I got, I got very serious there. So yeah. like the hammer on that was like, yeah. not AIDS. It does yeah. feel like Zemeckis. Zemeckis, Zemeckis is took some liberties, AIDS, yeah. For sure. Kurt Russell was the voice of Elvis. Yes. This one, I, I was stunned by. Michael T. Williamson wore a lip attachment for Bubba Gump's protruding lip. I did not know that. Better tuck that in. Get a call yeah. on tripwire. <laughs> Tom Hanks' younger brother, Jim Hanks, was his double for the cross-country scenes. Um, this is a great one. Good internet one. Jenny's date of birth was the same day as the Trinity test. It's Oppenheimer shared universe, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sean, coincidence? We need a fourth hour with Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. What if the last shot of Oppenheimer was Jenny yeah. Gumby born? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Move over, Barbie. Yeah. Oppenheimer's security clearance needed to die so Jenny could be born. Yeah. <laughs> the park bench was in Savannah, Georgia. It's now in the Smithsonian. You guys could go see it. Um, here's what Forrest says. This is what Tom Hanks said Forrest said at the Vietnam rally after the mic was, was pulled. Sometimes when people go to Vietnam, they go home to their mamas without any legs. Sometimes they don't go home at all. That's a bad thing. That's all I have to say about that. I'm not sure Abby Hoffman should have been that blown away. You said it all, man. Forrest Gump! <laughs> uh, Zemeckis and Hanks did the thing where they waived a large part of their fee for percentage points and made ungodly amounts of money for the movie. Um, I, think they, I think they did that because Paramount was trying the to... The budget cuts. Yeah, yeah, cut the budget on yeah. them. And so they said, we'll let you cut the budget if you give us points, which turned out to be pretty darn smart. And then in the novel, which Sean alluded to earlier, Gump was an astronaut and a professional wrestler and a chess player. And it's just, a, I think, a different vibe than the yeah. movie. So There, there was one uh, more, uh, another theory that was floating out there that I found on the internet. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. This is uh, Forrest is dead theory. Uh, so that the idea is that the bullies kill him early in the movie. And 
when he breaks out of his braces, it's him leaving this mortal coil. Uh, he does good deeds on Earth until he finally gets his angel wings, which is the feather. And then, this is a CR, just a little, little bit of spice on top of this. Haley Joel Osment shows up and he sees dead people. Oh. Thread the needle. Love it. Great stuff. Did, did uh, Chris convert to Christianity in Chicago? We're <laughs> <laughs> watching too much True Detective, I'll tell you that. Apex Mountain. I think yes for Tom Hanks. This is it. After back-to-back Oscars and he makes this movie work for $680 million, like, yeah. what, what movie would they not say yes to Tom Hanks for? Yeah. And then he's right into Apollo 13 and Toy Story. We get yeah. Woody right Great on the heels job, of this. Tom Hanks. Love that guy. Not, not, I, wish, not, I wish Sean liked you a little more, Tom Hanks. <laughs> so it's not Cloud Atlas? No, it's not. <laughs> it's a cheap shot. Um, Robin Wright. No. House of Cards. Yeah. I can't believe I mentioned Frantic last night in House of Cards tonight. What is <laughs> Two wrong of your with favorites. Me? <laughs> your problematic face. But she, she was nominated for four Emmys for that. I mean, it's got to be that. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Zemeckis? No. Back to the Future. Okay. Premature ejaculation? <laughs> I think so. I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it broke the record it's by the like two seconds. The world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What about uh, <laughs> for Bobby Thompson and Forrest Gump? For boomer pop culture, would you go this or Big Chill? Oh, Big Chill. Yeah, yeah. What would you say, Sean? It's a tough one because this movie comes out post Clinton, and I always think of Clinton as like, "You guys did it, you old bastards." You know, like you got your guy in there. You know, you all you just really wanted to take over the world, and you fucking did it, and then you made Forrest Gump, you assholes. Now you just won't give up the goddamn crown at all. Mm. Just, just step back. Just step back. Let Mallory go forward as a leader of this world. Apex Mountain Shrimp. There is like a seven-minute stretch of this movie where every single possible preparation of shrimp is enumerated and it in made, full. made me kind of want shrimp. Joe House is out there somewhere. It made him hungry. Um, Gary Sinise, yes. Apollo 13 or this? I think it is. Okay. Snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. The Oscars. Apex Mountain. The 1994 Oscars, which had David Letterman hosting, and it was the Oprah Uma one, it became super controversial. And then we had Shawshank versus Pulp Fiction versus Forrest Gump. And it was like baby boomers against newer people. Can I- uh, <laughs> the old school Hollywood against new school Hollywood. Gen X, your generation. Gen X, yeah, my generation. Can I give you a data point about this? Yeah. In 1995, when this Oscars took place, 49 million people watched the Oscars. 83 million people watched the Super Bowl that year. In 2023, 19 million people watched the Oscars and 112 million people watched the Super Bowl. The Oscars fucked up. (laughs) That's terrible. What happened? I felt like the Oscars meant meant the most, mattered the most, and resonated the most in the 90s because we had enough movie history at that point I really cared who won. There was that whole movie-making culture, all the magazines. It's just like, I, I really cared. And now I care because you care. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You well, care the, so that you can watch all the movies and be like, you know that movie you lo- taught, loved and talked about? Hated sucks. it. Yeah. <laughs> Oppenheimer is just too long. Yeah. But Sean, how many people are on Letterboxd every day? <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Uh, I see don't each and every one him. of you, and I love don't and respect all of you. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, Michael T. Williamson? Apex Mountain? No, it's Heat. You fucking ain't right, it's Heat. <laughs> <laughs> Methamphetamines. <laughs> Movies built around a dumb character. Would you go this or Dumb and Dumber? Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would rather watch Dumb and Dumber right now. Okay. The Washington Monument. I'm going to say no. Um, <laughs> I just yeah. think they probably had better moments. Sure. Spider-Man: um, Homecoming. Tragic hot female movie characters. It's a long uh, list. How much more do we have to go on the show? Yeah, all right. Uh, all right, moving on. Best racehorse name has to be Magic Legs if we're having a racehorse from this movie. <laughs> like, you're betting on Magic Legs. I'm going with I'm so dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure when we get to do this in person, especially with her parents here. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to skip this tonight. <laughs> Oh, God, no. Uh, yeah. The Mallory Rubin Award, which we named after, did this movie need a better sex scene? We literally named this after Mallory, and it was probably an HR violation, but we're all okay. Okay. Now? I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity... You're welcome. ...to share this with 850 of my closest friends and my father. <clears throat> Sorry, Dad. It is astonishing to me, (laughs) astonishing, that there's not a scene in this movie where Jenny teaches Forrest how to perform oral sex. (laughs) Forrest hears, Forrest hears once, never take your eye off the ball. And he becomes the best ping pong player in the history of the world. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about the premature ejaculation. And we have seen this man attack an ice cream cone. <laughs> the future of our country. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Was there a better title for this movie? <laughs> Probably not, right? I don't Forrest think so. Gump, good title. Okay. <laughs> I'm stumped. You gotta give me. You gotta give me a second. Yeah, give me a second. Yeah. No. <laughs> she really went for a gym. <laughs> her dad's in the audience too. <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> uh, all right, time to pick some nits. Yes. Man, how well, long I... was Forrest at the bus stop? <laughs> I mean, how, honestly, how many hours? Like six? A, nine? At least three different buses, right, have gone by. Three so, hours? Five? It really makes that forest is in heaven idea make a lot of sense. Because it could have been 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
Oh, yeah. Where he was waiting for one bus. And, it's like, and he's he's three blocks away from where he's Yeah, and then it's like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. stupid. That's yeah. right. I forgot How that did he's he dumb. even get that far? Like, it's how did he amazing. get to Savannah? How did he get anywhere? <laughs> I mean, he ran across <laughs> the entire country for three yeah. years. He knows where everything is except the, the apartment that he has the exact address for that's five blocks away. All those people stayed at Forrest's mom's bed yeah. and breakfast yeah. in the middle of fucking nowhere, Alabama. That place was packed. Beautiful. What was going on there? The like lush canopy of the tree line, a lake. Beautiful. It wasn't near anything. Where were these people coming from? It was a long time ago. You didn't need like a, a big Wi-Fi signal, you know? <laughs> Just needed a, a refuge. To what run. do you have, CR? I have a couple. Uh, first one is a little bit of a culture of accountability. I feel like I missed the boat as a child from... use. I, I didn't ever use gump as a verb, and I feel like we really missed out as a society, so you could use it in two different ways. One would be for premature ejaculation, so you could be like, Gary almost lost his virginity last night, but he just gumped out <laughs> right after he got past second base. That would have been great. Also, just anybody running from a stressful situation, like, oh man, we were about to get in a fight with a bunch of Cowboys fans last night, but then Gary just gumped. He straight up gumped out the bar. <laughs> so I, like, I feel like we could have used that. But um, the one that I'm really concerned about was, do you think that Forrest's mom was like, if you had told me you were going to turn into Debo Samuel, I may not have had sex with that principal because we probably could have put you in like IMG Academy, like right. Like, oh my god! Great, great one, great one. You have Incredible. any shot? Yeah, um, you already pointed out that it's insane that Force Mother allowed him to enlist in the military after graduating from college. At that time. And he was an only child. That was apparently an only child thing, yeah. with a 75 IQ. And they're like, you should definitely go to war. <laughs> and then on top of that, how long was he in Oh, Vietnam? I had that and as how- my next one. So he meets JFK because yeah. he's in the All-America team. And it has to be the 1962 62, team. Because JFK yeah. died the next year. Basic training. Vietnam. We know Bubba dies in 1965 because you see it on his gravestone. And I have no idea what happens from 1965 to 1974. He plays ping, ping pong. pong. For yeah. nine years for the military? Yeah. A lot of ping pong. Can, can they do that? <laughs> A lot of ping pong. I don't want to make this, when it ends. I don't want to make this movie longer, but it feels like there's one... Like, he could have been, like, a roadie for the Rolling Stones for two years. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea. That's a great like, one. Top Mick Jagger to dance. Maybe that's where all the oral sex tutelage happens. <laughs> <laughs> 65 to 74. Right. <laughs> Just two a days. <laughs> um, are we okay with every Louisiana boat getting destroyed in Hurricane Carmen except the Jenny boat? Not super no. early, no. Yeah, no. It's, a, not, it's, it a, also, it's a plot plot hole. It sort of forces you to wonder if Forrest just like was okay maintaining a monopoly on the shrimping business. Did he offer any of those people jobs? Like, yeah. Oh, that's he, a good point. Yeah. Very, yeah. It's very strange, actually, if you think about Supports it. Supports your would-be canceled idea, too. Yeah, <laughs> Forrest destroyed everyone else. Uh why couldn't Jenny meet one nice guy? Not one. Well, nobody like. Well, but that's the story, right? She comes from an abusive household, so she's just seeking. some rich guy in 1975, and that's it. She moves to Darien, Connecticut, and yep. has a couple kids, and we're done. <laughs> couldn't happen for her. Poor Jenny. Um, here's a nitpick. Once Forrest gets rich, mm-hmm. he's getting ripped off immediately. I mean, that, that is like, <laughs> come on. 
He's the biggest target who's ever been rich. Yeah. Nobody has to bother ripping him off because he just keeps giving his money away. Right. Well, yep. Lieutenant Dan, he's just like, here, take my money. He's like, I got it some Apple stock. <laughs> and it actually worked out. But there's 10 terrible versions of that. I don't understand how he got Apple stock before Apple was a company. I had a question about yeah, this. This tough. is a picking nit. I yeah. can't believe yeah. Lieutenant Dan did that. Do you think like Dan was on the message boards? Just like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's an unanswerable Jobs question. Really got something cooking in the garage. <laughs> yeah. He, he went to high school with Wozniak. Yeah. yeah. I thought Apple was around the mid... Was it around the mid-70s? Anybody know? Yeah, but it didn't right? go public. How would you yeah. buy stock in a company that doesn't go public until 1982? Uh, this is a movie where someone jogged for three years <laughs> and two months straight. Um, here's a nitpick just for Chris. We needed Lieutenant Dan to throw Forrest a bachelor party yeah. where things got a little nuts. 100%. Oh, yeah. Like one of his magic legs Dan is just missing the, the next off. day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, where's my right magic leg? Just for old time's sake. <laughs> the wedding's almost canceled. Lenore's pops out of a cake. Yeah. Bill, did you consciously pick movies for this cold weather tour that involved people with severed limbs and prosthetics? No, this is the last one. Thank <laughs> okay. God. Yeah. It's two nights um, in a row. Just realized. All right. So. I don't know if it's a nitpick or if it's an unanswerable question, but why did we talked about how evil of an act it was for Jenny to leave? But why did she leave? Because she can't break him. She doesn't want. She doesn't want to hurt him because she knows that she's wait a couple weeks or maybe she finds out she's pregnant. The and that's, night that she they leaves had the next day, she's like, "I got to." No. I, well, that's the thing. She. I mean, it, Forrest is not the father. Bang. Yeah. I mean, he's not wow. the father. I, I feel like I'm literally on yeah. Maury right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I, has, has this not occurred to anyone else sitting here? Oh, no, how convenient course. it is yeah. right at the moment when she's dying that she calls up her rich moron <laughs> childhood friend? And she's like, I really need somebody to look after this kid. Maybe it's the guy who's worth $500 million will help out. So I would say good theory, except when they're watching TV together, they really look alike. <laughs> yeah. You don't think she's just that told kid? me immediately. <laughs> she could have been like, look, he's gonna walk over to the TV, just kinda like Just tell your head. Yeah. yeah. Also the Call name on, dad. the name on his birth certificate is like Dan. It's not Forrest. And then she ex post factoed it. Yeah. No? See, this is the wow. Jets. This is the Jets. This isn't you. <laughs> Deep down you don't believe this. Um, <laughs> all right. Why didn't Forrest get what yeah. Jenny had? Yeah. The grim conversation, but we're all friends here. I think we should have it. That's um, why you guys came out to talk yeah. STDs. And, uh, let's, yeah. let's put it on the table. Why not, Mal? Well, so there are a couple timeline variables to consider, right? So we have the, is it HIV? Is it hepatitis C? Uh, Chris and I did have a conversation earlier today uh, where we debated whether it was smart and or safe to Google on our work computers, is hepatitis C sexually transmitted? <laughs> yeah. We decided not to do that. We figured we'd just like workshop it live here right now. We just now. like sort of napped people at the Navy Yards and it was just like, just <laughs> question for you. It. Yeah. Question for you. But either she already has whatever she has before they sleep together, in which case Forrest, Forrest Jr., they're at risk, or... She doesn't. She contracts it later, which means, are we supposed to uh, assume that Jenny is still shooting heroin and sharing needles after she has a newborn? Mm. That's, like, very depressing. All right, just to get grim here for a second. She dies... Just to get grim? Like, that wasn't grim? <laughs> no, nah, I thought I'd take it up a notch. Um, she dies in March 1982. 
Which is nine months after the first recorded AIDS case. So it's still a mystery. Um, Hot take. Maybe, maybe she just had a virus. Maybe. I think if you're Zemeckis and you're making this movie and you have your character say out loud it's a virus, they don't know what it is or how to treat it, and that's the time frame, like, you know what your audience is going to assume. Hot take. Maybe the filmmakers fucked it up and they didn't research when everything started and it was like, oh, yeah, it was around then, and then they just, that was what they did. The movie is literally about key dates in American history. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, that would be a bummer. Uh, Any other pick and nits? Got a couple quick ones. Yeah, do it. Has Forrest Gump ever considered closing the blinds in his hotel room? We are, it's not just that he's involved in Watergate. It's that he calls and he's like, they're keeping me up. It's like, close your fucking drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Then you wouldn't see the light. It's shocking. And then we would have gotten more Nixon. That would have been sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you do, Forrest? I think the fact that Forrest names the shrimp boat Jenny instead of Bubba is outrageous. Yeah. This is Bubba's dream. He couldn't honor his friend. I mean, sure, he's honoring him by like seeing through the promise. That's fine. He That's gave right, him by his family. Half the fortune. Name his family. the boat Bubba. It's Bubba's dream. What did Jenny do for that dream? Well, never I mean, write him a letter. Yeah, she took off her shirt <laughs> one time. Sequel, prequel, prestige TV, all black cast are untouchable. I'm not against prestige for this. A prestige for a scope would be a bit of a chore. <laughs> I'm honestly. not against that. I gotta be completely what, honest what, with you. What streamer? What streamer are you putting it on? Probably a failing one. <laughs> F- feels peacockish. Yeah. Sorry. Can I throw something at are you? Are they here? Could be. <laughs> yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Peacock are right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, we didn't do recasting couch, but I, I can fold it into this, oh, I, this category. I didn't missed one. Yeah, um, sorry. What if we are living a sequel to Forrest Gump, and Forrest Gump is being played by Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and That's this good. is the way we get the Oscars back, is when we realize this is all a Truman show, right? And that is the last year has been a, a movie, and then that gets nominated for Best Picture and beats Oppenheimer's Special Dispensation. So that? recasting couch, Travis Kelsey is Forrest Gump. Yes. He... Wow. Saves us from coronavirus, wins multiple Super Bowls, dates Taylor Swift, pushes like a dubious credit card on us, like whatever it is he's up to. <laughs> and has a podcast. I love it. He's a modern man. Great one. <laughs> Great one. Is this movie better with Wayne Jenkins, Danny Trejo, Catherine Hahn, <laughs> Steve Buscemi, Sam Jackson? J.T. Walsh, Byron Mayo, <laughs> Harling Mays, or Philip Baker Hall. I definitely we, we talked a little bit about Byron and what he could participate in in this film, and I think he he would do some great work. I think Danny Trejo would be an amazing addition to the the Vietnam squad. But if Wayne Jenkins had been coaching Alabama, hey man, that's some great fucking special teams work, man. I didn't know I recruited Eric fucking Metcalf. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here! Uh, it feels weird doing it 
Yeah, you're in the mid-Atlantic. You really channeled the power of Wayne. Wait, Wayne was the special teams coach at Alabama? Is that okay? Just want to ask her who gets it, Hanks or Zemeckis? Hanks. Okay, I agree. Probably an answer for questions. I'm glad so you many. Up Forrest and football. Yes. Best weight kick returner ever, Forrest. No? <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like every time he had the ball, 100 yards. Where do you think he finished in the Heisman voting? Because this was really the era where there was like a huge gap, typically, between the first and second place finisher. Well, so I, because I'm me, I, I researched Staubach this. Staubach won in 63. You think he's second behind Staubach? There were no receivers or kick returners on the All-American team. Oh. They took some liberties. Um, they did have the AFL and the NFL back then. So we had two football leagues. And I find it impossible to believe that he wasn't drafted in one of those leagues. Like, impo it's impossible. He's Devin Hester times 10. Yeah. Somebody, there's He's like more of a 30 teams. Corderell Patterson. Bruiser. Physical runner. Yeah, just imagine what Shani could do. Just yeah. putting him into some concepts, you know? He is on yeah. two... Bear Bryant title teams based on this timeline. He's like, I guess I know the nom. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He was so good. The whole section held up stop signs. That's how many times he scored a touchdown. They had to tell him to stop. We forgot to point out, though, in picking nits that whenever they hand him the ball on the kickoffs, that it's an illegal forward pass. Oh, uh, that's fair. Um, it's true. So the jogging scene that's reprehensible. Where did uh, Forrest says, I'm done. I'm I'm going to go home now. Where did everyone else go? They're like, we followed this fucking idiot. <laughs> Montana? <laughs> where do I, we're 20 miles from a hotel? You're going to stop here? They're just in the middle of some I highway? believe they're in Arizona, right? And so he's yeah. so close to the West Coast at that point. It's like, just see it through. Do it one more time. Right? Get yeah. to California. You have an unanswerable course? Yeah. Uh, what's up with everybody he comes into contact with either dies or gets maimed? Uh, including all of the presidents. Uh, well, they just, well, Nixon didn't die, but, you know, eventually he did. Uh, but, like, it just seems like he has, like, this, you know, trail of death that follows behind him. I don't know what's going on with that. So there's a more sinister movie lurking underneath Forrest Gump. Look, if you, if you shot this movie from Jenny's perspective, mm -hmm. it's much different. This guy shows up three times in her life, beats the shit out of her boyfriends, yeah. ejaculates prematurely, and then yeah. gets her pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. Are you, are you saying that actually, like, the demon in her life was not her father, but Forrest Gump? <laughs> that would be an amazing... Now, that's our prestige show. That would be called Jenny. Jenny. Yeah, Jenny. it'd be like... It's the, the Jenny Gump story. Pacific Heights version of this, yeah. where yeah. it's, like, the guy next door, and he's just like, okay, Forrest, whatever, man. Vinyl season two? Is this your backdoor <laughs> pilot right. for vinyl season two? Just a lot of cocaine? Um, there's a... There's a whole, is this a conservative movie thing that developed in the mid-90s from this. In 1995, National Review included Gump as one of its best hundred conservative movies, and it's still ranked number four right now. I don't really understand this, and I don't, I, I'm going to make this an unanswerable. I, uh, I, or I'm maybe gonna, we just move on. Well, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me just show the dichotomy that anybody can claim this movie. So within five minutes of the movie, there's a scene in which a, an active and awarded military serviceman speaks to an anti-war protest group and is applauded and then meets the love of his life in the pond. And then like five minutes later, he's beating the absolute shit out of a 
democratic socialist in front of the Black Panthers. So you could say, this movie is all things to all people. Yeah. Good answer. Any other answers? Because I got one more. Did this movie invent deep fakes? Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yes. You think so? Like, I mean, wow. Conceptually, at least. Man, you guys didn't expect this pod to go this dark, huh? <laughs> no. What do you have, Mel? So the scrapbook that Jenny makes, the clippings. I'm yeah. assuming everyone goes free, <laughs> frame by frame, freeze frame to read some of these headlines. <laughs> One of the small ones is investigation of Gump to continue in hometown. What? What is that about? Dark Gump. This is what, what I'm saying. What is that about? It's sitting right there for us. That's like unbelievable. And then there's a lot, like, so there's, there's really intriguing, serious, sinister stuff like that. And then it's just juxtaposed against an Inquirer headline. Go-Go Dancer says, Forrest Gump made me his secret lover. And then there's a little photo of Forrest and the banner that says, I don't know her. <laughs> so he's like the proto-Clinton. I just thought of the running and the dark Gump. Of, like, it's basically Ted, if Ted Bundy and Gump, Gump's running the country, but he's also a serial killer. Yeah. Maybe that's the prestige thing. We get some, like... Directed by David Fincher. Some slate columns about the run, where it's like, yes. what's he running from? <laughs> the dark truth about behind Gump's endless run. All right, la- <laughs> last, last one for me, um, just because we have to. Cruz versus Hanks has been a big... God. Big battle for us. What is this movie like if Tom Cruise played Forrest Gump? <laughs> well, you would love the running wow. scene. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why I brought it up. Um, every scene of, of Gump running goes up five levels. And by the way, there's no fucking Jim Hanks as a stunt double. Cruise is doing no all the jogging scenes. And I think he's hanging off the shrimp boat. Fantasy, what do you think if it's Cruz plays Gump and Kubrick comes in to direct the first sex scene? <laughs> I mean, we all saw the magic between him and Jennifer Connelly on that bed in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what he could do with Robin Wright in that scene, prematurely ejaculating. It's got Cruz written all over it. It's a funnier movie with Cruz. Is it? <laughs> it is for me. Any other answers? Okay. Best double feature choice for this movie. What do you got, Sean? Mm. Um, I mean, I think Back to the Future is like shows you the genius of Robert Zemeckis. Oh, and okay. I feel like these two movies together are great. I have Castaway. Yeah, because this is Zemeckis and yeah. Hanks of it all. Or so you could do Castaway. Beards. Wonderful beard. Or you could do The Water Boy. The Water Boy. <laughs> <laughs> great call. I honestly can't top that. That's, That's so great. good. Great stuff. That's, can, I, can I point out one thing, though? There's a movie coming out this year called Here, directed by Robert Zemeckis, starring Tom Hanks and Robin Wright, yeah. written by Eric Roth, shot by Don Burgess, who shot Forrest Gump. It's a reunion of everyone, the critical people who made this movie. The, the movie is based on a graphic novel that takes place in one corner of a house over millions of years. And each panel is a different oh. image of that space in, in a period in time. And somehow, this will be a movie starring Jenny and Forrest. Wow. I, I'm in. Which is kind of what Forrest Gump is about. Too. Yeah, I love it. Can't wait till 2025. Too long, Bill Simmons ringer. <laughs> 
Sounds kind of awful, I gotta be honest. <laughs> the Indian Reds want an award for what happened the next day. Uh, I have Forrest Jr. ends up creating Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And eventually becomes the bane of our existence. I like this. Yeah? I think Lieutenant Dan opens a hedge fund and eventually is the inspiration for billions. Oh, that's great. Magic Legs LLC. Um, Chris, what piece of memorabilia would you want from this movie? Easy. The seat pad from Lieutenant Dan's wheelchair. Oh. Oh. What a choice. Sean? Wouldn't that be sanitized before yeah. you yeah. took possession? The original must. Just come on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, leg braces? So I had, I really liked the Gump Mao table tennis set yeah. that they show. Yeah. yeah. Just be an amazing thing to bring Get a out at a party. Paddle, paddle while you're yeah. at it. You got I like the for fake that. magazines, like the Fortune magazine. The Playboy is good. The Jenny scrapbook would be the original scrapbook would be Great unbelievable. One. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the shrimp boat. I can't I don't believe. Know where to put it. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't pick the mud caked Nike Cortez. You love a pair of Nike oh, Cortez. Those, yeah. All right, that's the winner. How is your <laughs> Mao memorabilia room going? That, that would be my first one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're almost done. The Coach Finstock Award, best life lesson. <laughs> you can believe in destiny and luck. See, I got profound. You guys didn't expect that one. No, you leaned forward and everyone thought you were going to make another I, premature yeah, calculation I joke. <laughs> I thought one more oh was coming, yeah. He's going to do it again, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to leave it on the table, Jim. <laughs> Who wins the movie? Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. You guys agree with Hanks? Yeah. That's it. We're out of categories. Um, this was great. It was good to be in D.C. I promise we're going to come back. We love D.C. It's really fun to come back. Um, I don't know what the next movie will be, but we'll be back. This has always been, uh, for me, a fun spot. Did a couple book tours here. We had uh, great showings, and this was a great showing as well. So thanks for coming. On behalf of these wacky three and the Rubin family, <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for coming. Uh, thanks so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. That's it for the Rewatchables. It was produced, as always, by Craig Horlbeck. Don't forget, you can go on youtube.com slash Bill Simmons and watch any of these live shows and a lot of the rewatchables that we've done. If you want to see us on video, we will see you next week on the rewatchables. Mm -hmm.